Hi, everyone. Welcome to Mindful Conversations and today's super fun guest, Susie Miles. I met Susie, oh gosh, I guess last fall, when Susie and I took a boot camp class together learning how to make a podcast. It's so fun. And we ended up chatting inside the class during the you know, when we're supposed to be paying attention, we're sending each other little notes about things. And I learned so much from her. And in addition, um, we ended up like taking it offline. And we have been cheering each other on and supporting each other since then. So Susie's super cool. For more than 20 years, she worked at the Discovery Channel and National Geographic and a few television production companies in between. And like many of us, she's had lots of different roles and done lots of different things. Um, but like many of us, she too sort of has hit a place in her life where she has started to think about what else there might be. So uh, Susie has also started a podcast it's called Cooking in Convos. It's super fun. Check it out. I'll put the link in the show notes. And she also wrote a children's book. So Susie's got a lot to say. So without further ado, let's welcome her to the show today. Susie, hi. Thank you for joining me. Hi, Robin. Thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, super fun, Susie. So tell me, tell us, if you will, a little bit about um, who you are and what you've done and how you got to basically be where you are today. Well, I've had, as you mentioned, a career for about 20 plus years in the television industry. And while I loved the industry and everyone I worked with, I began to feel a little restless. Um, I think many years of commuting back and forth was taking a toll on me. And I started to think about what I could be doing in that time of commuting. And I thought, gosh, a lot of my life is being wasted in the car, going to and from the office. And I I became, I don't want to say disenchanted with the industry. I just wanted a little more. And after listening to many different podcasts over the years, I began to fall in love with the podcast platform. I love the intimacy it brings. And I thought to myself, you know, there's got to be some way I can I can break into the industry. And so I took a class with you. Um, and that's where we met. And I just have been loving it ever since I started my my podcast in the beginning of this year in February. And I've been just really enjoying the process. And, and I just felt it, it was time. It was time for me to leave. I, I had done it for a long time and I wanted a little more freedom in my day. I wanted more freedom in my life. You know, I think once you hit 50, you start to really pay attention to where am I spending my time? Am I tense during the day? Am I tense when I wake up? Am I stressed when I get home? And I just didn't want that for my days anymore. So I decided to, to leave. I, I gave them a good month notice and, um, tried to exit elegantly, and I've never been happier. Mm. And so what's the difference now? You have a podcast, and how is it different than what you were doing before in terms of uh, contributing to the sense of freedom that you talk about? Well, it is so, so different. Now, outside of the podcast, I have I create the days that I want. I wake up, I can think about, you know, what am I going to have for dinner, prep my meal a little bit so my dinner hour isn't so stressful. I take a long walk with my dog. I don't have that sense of 
I don't want to say impending doom because my job is not filled with doom at all, but I just had I, I just had that sense of rush in me for the past 20 years. And I don't have that anymore. I wake up and I'm relaxed. I have breakfast, I'm relaxed. I walk my dog. I don't have this rush to hurry and get back and open my email or someone's gonna think I'm not working from home appropriately. You know, I just had this sense of stress throughout my day. And once the pandemic hit, I realized this is how I want to live. This is how I want to be. I don't want to go back anymore. I, I just don't want to go back to mm. the office. And that changed everything. Susie, was there anything that you had read or heard or seen um, that impacted where you are today? Yes. In fact, I was listening to a podcast and I heard <laughs> someone, um, well, it's no longer in existence. It was okay. called Experience 50. And I became kind of good friends with the host. Um, we we talked, spoke a lot offline. But she said one line that really impacted me, and I now hear other people saying it, but she said, no one is coming. And, and that meant a lot to me. That told me, you know, no one's going to appear in my life to tell me what to do to give me, you know, show me the golden road of where I, what I need to do to get where I need to be. It's going to be me. You know, when I was working in the office, sometimes I'd sort of, when I was in meetings, I'd drift off, look out the window and think, oh, there's got to be a better way to have a better day. There just has to be. Why am I feeling this way? And I kept thinking, maybe someone will show me down the road. Maybe I'll have an epiphany. But the epiphany is you got to do it yourself. You're the one who has to map out how you want to live. You're the one who has to create your own direction. And, and that really changed me. It changed me forever. I started slowly you know, plotting out, okay, how will I leave this industry? How will I live for the next couple of years after I quit so I don't have this sense of urgency to make money? So I started saving money. I started saving you know, money that I was making on a monthly basis so I could comfortably leave without that, that level of stress that I thought that I would have. And it's really worked out nicely. How inspirational. And so doing that, mapping it out and um, slowly plotting to what it was going to look like enabled you then to create your own podcast. Yes. Tell us about your podcast and about cooking in convos and how what filled your mind and how that came to be. Sure. Well, I know I love cooking and I knew I wanted to create a space for other people who enjoy good food, but who don't want it to be filled with hassle to help them create different recipes, offer kitchen tips, offer great conversations with other food experts. Because at the end of the day, people want good food, but they don't want the hassle. They don't want complicated recipes. They just want to have a good meal at the end of their day. And I thought, well, I've done this for pretty much 20 plus years. I think I can help people. And so that really inspired me in my podcast class to create a podcast focused on that. And it's filled with very easy recipes. I offer kitchen tips. I'm actually going to create another episode soon on organizing your kitchen, making sure you have the right spices now for things you want to cook in a couple of months. And that's really what I want to leave with people. I want people to know that they can have a good anchor to their day, knowing no matter what happens in their day, they can look forward to a good meal. And I think everyone deserves that. I think everyone deserves something to look forward to in their day. 
This is a crazy question, but you say everybody deserves a good meal. How do you define a good meal? Well, for me, I define a, a, define a good meal as something very tasty and something that's healthy as well. Um, I'm not a vegetarian, although sometimes I do lean that way. But I think a good meal is a meal full with flavor, full of color, and just full of good nutrients for your body as well. To me, that's just a winner. I have a favorite meal that I think encompasses all of that. I love a good grilled salmon, a good lovely salad with little cheese and some nuts, and maybe some garlic bread. To me, that's just the best. That sounds delicious. I'm so hungry and we're chatting in the morning. <laughs> um, I was going to ask you, I don't want to put you on the spot. And if something comes to mind, great. And if not, then we'll just listen to the episode. But you mentioned um, some tips on organizing your kitchen. Yes. Anything come to mind that fills your mind or that could fill us with some, some ideas as well? Sure. Well, I would say, first of all, and this sounds so simplistic, and I don't mean to sound as if I'm talking down to people, but I tell myself this every day, clean the kitchen, keep the kitchen clean, put the dishes in the dishwasher, have your counters cleared off, you know, put all of your mail in, you know, on your desk or somewhere away from the kitchen and just at least organize the appearance. That's the first step because then you're dealing with a clearer mind. You know, when your kitchen's all jumbled up and things are all over the counter and there's crumbs, you inside you may not know it, but inside that causes stress. So I would say that's the first step. And then once it's all visually at least clean and intact, start going through your cabinets. And you know, to make it easy, you don't have to do it all in one day. You can have, okay, Monday, I'm going to clean out my spices and that's all I'm going to do. That is easy, an easy nugget of responsibility you can do for that day. It'll take maybe an hour. I don't think it'll take that long, but just go through all your old spices. Go through the spices you've always wanted to, to have in your spice um, cabinet and just write it down. Put that on your grocery list. Okay, Monday's done. You've got your spices cleaned out. You have room for maybe new spices, and that's that. The next day, clean out your pantry if you have a pantry. Clean you know, all of the old pastas or all of the old sauces that have expired so you can make room for new things to go in. And just after that, maybe another day, go through your utensils. What things don't you use that just add clutter? Like organize your space outside and in, and that's going to make a huge, huge difference for you to then want to cook meals in the kitchen. You'll have space. You'll have the mental space to do that. Don't laugh, but about two weeks ago, I was cleaning the house and I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts that I listen to when I clean. And um, I just was on a roll and I cleaned out the refrigerator. Okay. Does that feel how good? Dis <laughs> how disgusting am I that I just, I just don't, didn't really cross my mind. I mean, I keep it pretty clean, but when I really looked at it, I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> really? Like, ew, is this, what is this? And what are in these right. drawers? And exactly. then what's on, what's on the door? And I literally went through and I cleaned out so much stuff. 
made a made a kitchen list of things to buy at the store, hot water washed, took out the shelves, wiped them down, cleaned them up, sprayed them up, put them back in. We don't have much in our fridge now, but what will we have in there at least is fresh because there was some stuff that I think was a little tired. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, a, that's the perfect step, which I miss, but absolutely clean out your refrigerator. Take out the drawers, wash them with hot soapy right. water so it can feel sparkling and you can feel feel good when you open it and not a sense of dread. Yeah. Take out those little even, balls of tin foil that have food yeah. in them and throw them away. Yeah. Good for even you. Even my husband made a comment. He was like, oh, it's so shiny in here. <laughs> <laughs> good for you. Well, that was a great first step if you're on your way to organizing your kitchen. Good job. <laughs> uh, thank you. I, I try. I, uh, I was just at my mom's and I also had a guest a few weeks ago and both talked about getting rid of plastic. Ooh. And my mom had all new, really nice glass Pyrex bowls with covers. And um, Michelle Fox, who I spoke with, also talked about get rid of the plastic and use glass. And right. So, I'm doing that now. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Susie, tell us something that your mind is currently full of. Well, right now... There's a lot going on in my brain, as I'm sure there is for most people. Um, my brain is full of possibilities, as a matter of fact. I'm thinking about the future, thinking about what my next step is. I'm thinking about doing a one-on-one -on -one program for people who either college graduates or people who are uncomfortable in the kitchen but who want to become comfortable. And I'd like to offer them tips and recipes and, and conversations on what's holding them back from doing it. Because I think people are daunted by it. I think people get over, well, not all people, but some people get overwhelmed by the prospect of cooking every night. Some people you know, bring takeout most nights of the week. And I'm like, oh, please, there's a better way than that. But I, I like to help people. So I think that's what my mind is full of right now is what the new year will bring on that front. And I want to explore that and then go from there. So. Wow. That sounds terrific. That's, you know, it's like life 101. There are things that people don't teach us how to do. I know that sometimes I go to the grocery and I can't pick the melon. Like right. nobody taught me how to pick a melon. It's the silliest thing. And then you get home and it tastes terrible and you throw it away. Or if you're like me and some of my friends, you bring it back. But <laughs> I do that too, believe it or not. <laughs> you do? I do. I feel bad for doing it. But, you know, if it's like an $8 watermelon, then, you know, I'll, exactly. I'll need a replacement. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. We laugh at ourselves. <laughs> um, so I think it's great that you would be willing to teach people who are younger or maybe even older. Yes. You know, how do we meal, how do we create meals that are healthy and filled with good things for ourselves, but that don't fill us with anxiety and stress about creating them? Exactly. And, the, and meals that don't create a ton of time. I mean, as an example, I made a meal um, yesterday. I prepped it and I'm not even lying. I prepped it. It took 15 minutes. And then I, I put that in the refrigerator. And at the end of the day, I then sauteed what I had prepped. I poured the sauce in that I had prepped. It took 10 minutes. So at the end of the day, 15 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes at night, and it was really, really good. 
What'd you make? I made Korean style meatballs. So I made the the Korean sauce in the morning and I um, made the meatballs as well with scallions and ginger and garlic. But all the chopping and all of that you think that would take a lot of time, it just didn't. I just breezed right through it. And then at night, it was so nice. I, I bake my rice. So I just bake, you know put my rice in the oven. That took me literally five minutes to, to put together. Um, while that's baking, I'm sauteing on the countertop and... It was just so, so simple. And of course, the salad. I had my daughter make the salad. Um, and it was just really easy and tasty. So your mind is full of a lot of recipes. Where do you tend oh, to get your recipes? Well, I, I tend to make a lot of them up based on what I like. Um, but I also follow you know, different chefs. Sometimes I'll open their cookbooks. I have a favorite cookbook called Bread Toast Crumbs. And just they have a lot of delicious, simple recipes. Um, I also love Donna Hay, and that recipe actually for the meatballs was inspired by her. So I'm going to actually create a podcast on that episode in a couple of weeks. Of course, I'll credit Donna Hay. She has wonderful cookbooks, and this recipe was from the One Pan um, One Pan Chef, I believe is the title, or One Pan Meals. And really, it is just one pan. <laughs> Wow. So, you know, you say cooking in convos. You have conversations with folks. Who, what kind of folks do you talk to on your podcast? Well, I talk with folks who are in my space. I spoke with um, one woman who has a podcast, No Recipe Required, and that falls in line with my podcast because what she literally does is just opens her refrigerator, sees what she has available, and she makes something up. That doesn't even involve a recipe. And I had her on early on. I also interviewed a host from another podcast, um, The Kitchen Counter, and that was lovely. Although my audio wasn't so good, but his was beautiful. So it was a really nice interview with him. And so I'm looking to chat with people who like to be in the cooking space or even very well-seasoned home chefs, you know, home cooks, people like, you know, you and me who, who make meal creation a part of their day and a priority for themselves. Mm -hmm. I say to my fam, my family's pretty easy. They're like, you don't have to go to any trouble. And I say, it's really not trouble. It's more an expression of love and creativity for me. Absolutely. That's nice. Very nice. So have you ever had a conversation with someone in the kitchen that surprised you? Did I have a conversation with someone that surprised me? Not yet. Not yet. Um, I just love, I love people. I love talking to anyone. I love finding out about how people spend their days. How do they incorporate meal creation into their day? I love to find out if they have any good recipes they like to share with listeners. And I just love seeing how people sort of do their life. It's, it's interesting to me. Yeah. Has there been anything that you've seen or heard that's filled your mind and made you think, wow, never thought of that. And it's made a huge change for you or a small change for you? Well, I, well, when I spoke with Leslie of No Recipe Required, I really did like the idea of, hmm, let me look in my refrigerator to see what I could make. Normally, I know what I'm going to make for the week, typically. Um, but I sort of use her theory or her mode of, of thinking about meals 
maybe once a month for me, I do um, clean out the fridge night. And basically, if I want to clean out my refrigerator and the lettuce is kind of getting old or the onion was sort of in the bag for a little while, I'll just go ahead and cook with them. I'll make the salad or if I have old spinach, I'll saute it with some garlic and lemon juice. And that's how I clean out the refrigerator to sort of, I don't want to waste. I hate wasting food. So um, I sort of take her philosophy and then mine and combine it. I love that. I'm going to take her philosophy and yours and combine it with mine. One of my things is we too have clean out the fridge night for dinner sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Not often, but I like to do it. um, And my thing is I'm all about presentation. I have enough bowls and enough platters. And especially during COVID, when we couldn't share bowls and platters, you know, I bought extras of things. So everybody had their own. And we would sit six feet away, but you had your own. So now I've got all this stuff, which I'm trying to get rid of. Um, But I like to clean out the refrigerator and put it in pretty bowls and on platters and use what I have and pretend like we're our own guests. That's lovely. That's lovely. I mean, I also heard someone else say, um, you know, don't wait for a special occasion. I think it was Rachel Ray. Life is this special occasion. So that goes to what you just said about using pretty dishes to enhance your meals. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a thing. Sometimes I could care less. And sometimes if I'm, I figure if I'm cleaning out the refrigerator and we're eating the rest of the hummus in the container, it might as well go into something pretty. And then I jizzle it with olive oil and a little za'atar. And Uh all of a sudden, I've zhuzhed it up. (laughs) That's beautiful. Maybe if you have a nice glass of wine, oh, that could be really zhuzhy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Love it. Love it. (laughs) Okay. Well, um, I would like to pivot a little bit if you're good with that. I think you've done great. We've gotten a couple of great recipes and ideas and we have a sense and I hope that folks will go to the show notes and listen to cooking in convos and get some more ideas. And I know for sure I'm going to be listening in the kitchen or maybe even in the mornings so that I get ideas for later on. Um, And in the pivot now, Uh, What I like to do with my guests as we wrap up for time is um, I've been switching into this tradition that I have about asking my guests a question from Deep Talks Daily Questions. And I discovered this by way of one of my favorite authors. His name is Dan Pink. And Dan uses this in his mornings. What it is, is there are 365 intriguing queries and they're generated using artificial intelligence. It's kind of fun because it gives a new view into who Susie is. So wondering if you want to try with me and play along and just shift gears completely. Should we do it? Absolutely. Sounds fun. Okay. So pick a random number between one and 365. Ooh, let's say three. Number three. Okay. I don't have to scroll very long for that one. Okay. Oh, gosh, I wish you had picked number four. Oh, I could do that too. That would I be could fine. have lied. I could have made it up and pretended <laughs> this was number three. I'll oh. do four. Yeah, to go ahead I'm, to read four. Well, let's do number three, and then I am going to ask you number four because it's brilliant. Okay, sure. So number three is, what kind of learner are you? Ooh, well, I... Well, I can learn taking notes. When I was in school, I could learn by taking notes, but I have to be in the situation. I need someone to sort of be beside me 
in some fashion so I can learn. So I'm experiential. I'm an experiential learner. I have to learn by doing, not so much by reading. Mm, I love that. Okay. And is that played into uh, cooking in convos, this experiential learning? Well, not yet. What I do is um, I go through the recipes in my podcast. I'm not doing cook-throughs where I'm cooking while I'm on the show. I'll read through the recipes and I send a link. I have a link in my show notes to those recipes, but that might be an eventuality. I think that's my next step with the podcast is to sort of do those cook-throughs so people can at least hear the sizzling and really see how long it does take me. I mean, I can tell everyone, oh, it took me 15 minutes, but I want to be real and honest about it and want people to see that it really doesn't take that long. And I think the only way to do that is to take the, the listener through the experience of it. Okay. All right. Question number four. Are you ready for this one? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you were a food... What food would you be? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I would be? I would be a salad with a beautiful piece of salmon on it. <laughs> okay, what kind of what kind of lettuce are you? Well, I do love arugula and I do love spinach. Yes. Okay. So you're a spinach arugula salad. Yes. With a piece of salmon. Yes, with a little bit of goat cheese, some sautéed almonds, and a little bit of cranberries. I like a big, nice mix in the salad so I don't get bored. Whenever I make salads at parties, everyone always wants me to make the salad because I put so much into it. And then I make my own dressing. So it's, it's just a bunch of health with a good piece of lovely fish. And why mix salad with salmon? What does that mean? Like, What does that represent to you? Well, I love what protein does for my body. It keeps me consistent, a nice piece of protein. And to me, it's a, it brings some of the water to the meal from the fish. And also, it's healthy. It makes you feel good. And I like feeling good. I cook to feel good. I don't cook just to get it over with. I cook meals that will make me feel good after I eat Susie, them. I have to ask you this Robin question. I've been asking this question for 25 years. Sure. People have said to me for, I can't tell you how long, makes me feel good. And feeling good means something different to me than it feels to you. So what does feeling good mean? Feeling good for me is basically one word, energy. I want energy in my life. I want it right when I wake up. I want it throughout the day. And I want it all the way through the evening until I go to bed. And I feel happy when I have good energy. And, and now, you know, I'm a little older and I know what's going to make me feel good. Exercise is going to make me feel good. Eating right is going to make me feel good. And sleeping. And also having good connections, good, honest connections with people. So to me, I, I, want, I want that energy in my life. It just, it, it makes me happy. It makes me see things in a positive light. I don't, I'm not a negative person. I don't want to be a negative person. And anytime I get a little bit down, because we all do, let's admit it, um, I either go out and take a walk or I cook a good meal. Always works. Wonderful. So as we wrap up, if you want listeners to remember one thing about you or one thing about cooking in convos, what would you like that to be? Well, 
In terms of who I am, I feel as if I'm a very easygoing person who likes to get along. And my podcast is very easygoing. Uh, Most of the episodes are 15 minutes or less. The first few were a little longer, but I try to keep them at about 15 minutes so it's not so overwhelming for people. And it's a very casual, um, easy way to ingest and listen to the material. I'm very easy. I want the material to be easy. I'm not Julia Childs. I'm just here to help people want to love good food. I love that. You use the word ingest. (laughs) 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 So on that note, um, I am ingesting this wonderful conversation, this mind-filling conversation of ideas and and good thoughts and feelings. And I appreciate your taking the time to open us up to your podcast, everyone. Again, it's Cooking in Convos with Susie Miles. And we will for sure check in and hear what you have to share going forward that fills our minds, Susie. Thank you very much for having me. This is a lot of fun. <laughs>